Annette Martin, world-famous psychic detective, medical intuitive, ghost detective, and author, brings you Annette Martin's Psychic World. You may have seen her on television, heard her on hundreds of radio shows, or even read her books. Here she is, live on Annette Martin's Psychic World. Welcome. I'm Annette Martin, and Annette Martin's Psychic World is produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. You know, being a medical intuitive at age seven, seeing and talking to ghosts as a child, having a singing career at 10, and developing into a professional psychic detective for the past 40 years has been quite an adventure. Sharing these gifts with you gives me great pleasure. And for the next hour, my guests and I will create a place to enlighten, entertain, and empower you. We can talk about everything except police cases. I only work with the police directly pertaining to missing persons. So if you do have a police case, please contact me by email at Annette at Closure for you.com that's Annette at closure the number four the letter u.com well our phone lines are open at 646-652-2071 where you can ask our guest a question or ask for my psychic impressions about your life remember to give us your first name and only one question per caller we can talk about your relationships life direction your health ghosts, and even paranormal experiences. Life can be mysterious and challenging at times, so perhaps with the help of our guest and myself, we can shed a little white light on your life. Our guest today is Rosetta Maori, author of Tragedy in Tin Can Holler, a bestseller, and she is also an advocate speaker against domestic violence. Rosetta Maori's story is a true horror that spans six generations, murder, domestic violence, child abuse, including foster care abuse, incest, illegal adoptions, lies, and family secrets that were buried for decades. Discovering the truth about her family changed her life drastically and has taken Rosetta on a journey she never envisioned. Her book, Tragedy in Tin Can Holler, made an enormous impact regarding the foster care system and is required reading for all the foster parents in the jurisdiction of the Holston United Methodist Home for Children in Greenville, Tennessee. Rosetta is an advocate speaker against domestic violence and child abuse, as well as a motivational speaker for all ages, a spokesperson for court-appointed special advocates, and the Holston United Methodist Home for Children. She also assists with fundraisers that support domestic violence programs and shelters for victims of domestic use, abuse. You can find her clip made for a TV documentary on YouTube. Well, I'd like to welcome Rosetta. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Annette. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show today. 
Well, thank you for coming on the show. And it's such a delight to speak with someone who has followed her intuition to unraveling a horror story about her own family. You know, Rosetta, I, I want to ask you, what prompted you to tell the world about this horrible story of your life? The reason I did it, Annette, was to help other people. I was sad and unhappy my entire life with unanswered questions regarding my family, the murder of my mother, where did I come from, where are my roots located. And when I did my research and I discovered all the horrible things, uh, I realized then why my older siblings never wanted to tell me uh, the truth. But I advise everyone, do not keep family secrets. This is my mother's murder uh, and being placed in foster care and being abused in foster homes. Um, has always remained with me. This has never gone away. So this was kind of like therapy for me. And my book is an outlet to warn other people about domestic violence and child abuse. I want people to not let themselves stay in uh, in harm's way in a relationship, whether they're married uh, or whether it's just a significant other. Do not... Do not put your life in danger or your children's lives in danger. What, when you discovered all this truth, Rosetta, uh, what was your reaction about your family? I mean, how did you feel? I was shocked. I was uh, angry. I cried a river of tears because it's like, this is so horrible. How could this have happened? Why didn't someone help? Why didn't someone intervene? And I had, an, I had, it was like a roller coaster ride for me from being very upset and then heartbroken and devastated and horrified with what I found out that had been kept secret for decades regarding my father's family. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, when my, uh, well, I had to do a lot of research. I actually had to quit my job in Florida where I've lived my entire adult life and uh, actually physically go to Tennessee to interview people. I had to contact the FBI to get copies of my grandmother's uh, file cases that was filed in the archives. Uh, it, it was like um, a group effort. I had so many people in community uh, people, to, people in the community of my hometown of Athens, Tennessee, that assisted me and helped me, and also in Meigs County, where my grandmother lived. Lots and lots of interviews with people. Um, finding out that my dad, before he died, had revealed all these horrible things that his mother had done to him and his brother, uh, the murders that she'd committed to my sister, my older sister Barbara, and her husband. Um, so it was like I had to put everything in like a chronological order. It was like putting a puzzle together to go back um, decades. Um, but it all came together and I'm proud of the book and the fact that I get emails all the time and phone calls from people thanking me for writing my story and sharing what happened to me in order to help other people. But it's, 
don't keep family secrets. And this, see, this is, I was so shocked. This is why I contacted you because I thought I gotta have more confirmation about this. Even, you know, though my dad had spoken about it to my, my sister and my brother-in-law, I went, oh, this, this, this can't be true. Oh my God, this can't be true. And that's why I had remembered seeing you on TV. And I thought, if you like, confirm, confirm, that's all I wanted was just somebody to confirm this, uh, even though I had lots of witnesses that knew my grandmother, and that's where, where you came into play and uh, confirmed all these horrible things, and even yes. gave me additional information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, Rosetta, when you set up the appointment with me, I had no idea that I, I would be looking at such an unbelievable story. Even though, you know, I've been doing readings on police cases for years, I mean, over 40 years, and this horror really just blew my mind. I mean, it, it was just like, oh, this can't be real. You know, when I was looking at your grandmother and all the horrific things that she did and all these men that she murdered, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm in a movie. This has got to be a movie. It can't be real. And then you were giving me all the feedback that, yes, yes, that's true. Yes, that's yes, true. Because that's, that's exactly what I wanted you to do. And I thought, and, and you you didn't know me. You had no clue who I, I had was. No this clue. person <laughs> from Tennessee. Because uh, uh, I'm, I'm just so grateful for the help that you gave me and the confirmation that you gave me in my story, for my story. Well, you're very, every, very. Every, everyone was everyone was shocked, uh, but I have had so much love, outpouring of love in my community, my hometown of Athens, and uh, the the surrounding communities of Sweetwater and and uh, Meigs County over in Decatur. People coming forward to meet with me to tell me their, to share their information with me. It was it was absolutely amazing because I did not because I basically just set out to tell the story about what happened to my mother my mother being murdered when I was seven years old I had no clue that I was going to be opening up a huge barrel of worms regarding oh, you my certainly family did. history <laughs> regarding my family history and even finding out who my real grandfather was who was a very prominent businessman in Athens Tennessee and um, it was just absolutely amazing well you, and you I, must have been and growing up, you know, it's like the only family that, that I had as a child was just my siblings, and I was separated from them in foster care. So it was like I didn't have a family per se, but since I have written my story, I have relatives contacted me from all over the United States. It's absolutely amazing. That I'm your, is I'm your third cousin. I'm your fourth cousin. Our great-grandfathers were siblings. Uh, on both sides of the family, my mother's side of the family and my dad's side of the family. That's amazing. That That is fantastic. And, and you know what, Rosetta? We have someone on the line. We have Lisa from Florida who wants to ask a good question. Hello, oh, okay. Lisa. Hello, Hi. Lisa. Hi, how are I'm you? I'm here. Hello. I'm can you hear me? with a relation. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, you're you're breaking up just a little bit. You're you said you're struggling with a relationship. Yeah, I'm on a landline. I don't know why I'm breaking up. Um, yeah, I'm struggling with a, a a relationship, and I was just um, feeling like the person was taking advantage of me, and I got very upset. So I wanted to know what you feel about that. Okay, can you give me this person's first name? Um, yes, it's 
Ava. Ava. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, well, Lisa, I'll tell you what. Uh, the sense that I get from Ava is that uh, the personality is such that... Uh, it, is this a female? Yeah. Yeah, okay, uh, because I keep getting that she uh, keeps changing uh, her personality. One time uh, she's very loving, and then the other time she seems to be kind of um, not nasty, but a little angry, and uh, I keep getting this going back and forth. It, it's, it's a little bit of uh, a bipolar situation. Have you noticed this okay. type of behavior? No, you know what, I haven't, but I was just wondering, does she have any concept or clue of why I felt taken advantage of? No, because with a personality like that, they don't have any guilt. And so she doesn't feel that she, you know, had taken advantage of you at all, okay? And so I feel that it's best that this relationship is out of your life. I really do, Lisa. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I'm I'm so glad because I think that um, this just would not work for you. Not at all. All right? And there will be somebody else. And and what you need to do is you need to uh, spend more time learning about people and uh, getting to know them as a friend before you get yourself emotionally involved with them. Okay? This wasn't romantic. It was just a friendship. Just a friendship, yeah. But you didn't get to know her. And and so, you know, she kind of took advantage of you. Yeah. That That's that's what I'm saying. You, you Keep your emotions you intact. Is she going to let go and, or is she going to keep trying to contact me? Uh, I think she's going to let go. Yeah, I really do. I think she will. Okay. All right, honey. Thank Thank you so much much. for calling in. Bye-bye. And if you are on the line, do hold on because we're going to take a very short break and we'll get back with Rosetta and ask her a lot more questions. Hi, this is Chris Hillenberg of Hear Women Tell on Hear Women Talk Radio. You can hear us every Wednesday between 3 and 4. Please join us where we get the story behind the story as we talk to professional storytellers. Hi, I'm Annette Martin, hostess of Annette Martin's Psychic World. Now, you may have seen me on television or heard me on the radio as a psychic detective, medical intuitive, and ghost detective. To have a private reading with me, all you have to do is go to annette-martin.com. Look for the button in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage that says, Make an Appointment. Annette 
martin.com Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. All right, you ready? Can we get started? Oh, we're just going to do that one. Yeah. You ready? Okay. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on hearwomentalk.com. <laughs> Why'd you add that? We added this part. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, start over. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on Hear Women Talk. And laugh. Be engaged, be entertained, be there. For the Scott and Donna show. Yeah. I was supposed to say well, that. Well, you didn't underline it. Well, I'm supposed to say it, though. Okay, well, say it. Just knock it off. Just be quiet. The Scott and Donna show. Awesome. You satisfied? Be there. All right. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. And welcome back to Annette Martin's Psychic World. Our guest today is Rosetta Maori, author of Tragedy in Tin Can Holler. Our lines are open at 646-652-2071, where you can ask a question of our guest or myself uh, on the line, or you can go into our chat room. And actually, uh, Rosetta, we have two questions in the chat room. The first one is from MJ, and she says, has it been healing for Rosetta to receive contact from different family members around the country? Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Because they, too, even after reading my story, confirmed things for me. It was just uh, so many things that had happened in my family that nobody would talk about, uh, things that they had heard their grandmother and great-grandmothers talk about, and they just wanted to make contact with me to tell me who they were, uh, how we were related, and that they wished me lots of love and best wishes it's been heartwarming. I, I would love to have I would love to have a huge family reunion, with uh, so all these people could come to me and I could meet them in person. We've exchanged emails and photographs, and I've got one directory in my on my laptop. It's just for family photos, and uh, yes, oh my gosh, it, uh, it definitely changed my 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 life. I'm sure, and we have a Dottie Laster says Rosetta. Thank you for sharing your story. I agree that encouraging families to now keep secrets is a good message. I am sure you can help others with this advice. Oh, thank you, Dottie. I think she's my friend from several years ago. Uh, oh. well, I'm glad you tuned in, Dottie. Yes, we first met, I believe, on on, uh, on MySpace when I set up a, a page on MySpace. My, uh, MySpace. But anyways, yes, I tell people all the time, don't keep family secrets, especially if it includes violence, murders, you know, uh, incest, uh, even mental illness. You know, people, uh, if they have a great-great-great-grandchild and there's mental problems and mental issues and, and they don't realize, well, why is my child this way? They do the family research, they can find out that, 
there was mental illness in the family. So these things need to be shared with the, the next generation. Uh, I advise people to talk to the oldest members of their family and pick their brains and find out everything they possibly can about aunts and uncles and cousins, grandparents. Put all this down. Log it in a book somewhere so the future generations can look back and say, okay, you know, this, this was something that ran in our family and be aware of it. Uh, I think that is so true. It, that, I think that's the question is, you know, it, asking yourself, what is happening in my life? And, and to become very aware of what's going on. Um, we have another question in the chat room, Rosetta. And Kay okay. is saying that she's very curious and she would like to know if you could please explain what specifically she asked me, Annette, <laughs> to do for her and what you did to help her. So maybe you could tell the story. She wants, oh, uh, what I ask you to do for me? Right. Uh, basically give me a reading. I sent you some pictures. I wanted to know what kind of feelings you had about the photographs that I sent to you. There was a picture uh, of my grandmother and my dad, my mother, um, things like that. I just wanted to see if you could tune in to anything to give me some more information, and you sure did. You yes, certainly did. And <clears throat> I certainly it. did. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I saw a great deal. I saw her grandmother. Uh, I saw her entertaining uh, these men that would come to her house, and uh, I saw that she murdered them. And it, it was just a, a whole movie that was going on. It was just rather very frightening. And uh, I really didn't know how Rosetta was going to handle all that while I was telling her. But she handled it extremely well and, of course, knew a lot of the things that I was seeing. And I was able to also find a place where wasn't uh, something was buried. Yes, you sure did. Yes, you sure did. The the deep, mysterious hole where um, my grandmother disposed of some bodies. Yes, quite a few bodies, actually. And yes. so hopefully, you know, Rosetta, hopefully uh, we will be able to go to that place and, and be able to find them all at uh, some point in time. Yes, I would, I would love for that to happen because it has been located. And um, it's very cautious approaching it right now because it's on private property. Yeah, and that that's always a problem, and I run into that, you know, Rosetta, a great deal when I'm doing my police work, because if uh, a body has been um, dumped or buried or put somewhere on private property, the police cannot go in there and uh, dig it up, and, and so that presents a major problem. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, Rosetta, you know, with everything that you've gone through in your lifetime, why aren't you angry or bitter? You know, I I just think it was because of the love of my mother that I had for seven years. I was a happy child. You know, my mother showed us all lots and lots of love, and and I always wanted to have friends. Um, I never held any animosity or hate toward anyone. Um, and as a child, you don't think about all these things as a seven-year-old child. 
it was as I got older, I started to question things and became curious and wanted answers. Uh, but I, but I've also learned that over the years, um, and during my lifetime that any problem that don't destroy you and it, either physically or psychologically, it will make you stronger. And I've been through one hardship after another in my lifetime between, um, bad marriages and it has made me stronger. And I know that people listening, if you'll just I've always had faith in God. My mother was a Christian woman and took us to church and played her guitar in church and taught us all kinds of Christian songs. And I know that if, um, if you just open the door inward, your soul inward toward God and search for answers, as I have done, you can come out on the other side of whatever experience you're going through with a greater understanding of yourself than you ever have before. And that's what happened to me. Yeah, uh, it, it is so true because knowing you, Rosetta, for as long as I have, I know how strong you have become, and and it's just absolutely wonderful. Um, it, Dottie has asked another question, and she says, "What was the motive for your grandmother's killing?" Survival. Survival during the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and see, I want to make a point too that you know I told my story just like it was. I didn't want to sugarcoat it, and I also tried to write it in a loving way without blaming anyone or pointing fingers at anyone. I just told it like it was. I just told it like like it was mm-hmm. and the way it mm-hmm. happened for as far back as I could get information. Yes, you know, I think uh, your grandmother uh, really... Um... She went through a lot. Yeah, you know, you she, she you love her, you hate her, you know that mm-hmm. type of thing, mm-hmm. uh, because of what she went through. Maybe you can explain a little bit more about that. Well, between the abuse that was inflicted upon her by her father, uh, the incest that uh, I even had other family members on that side of the family come to me and says, "Oh, thank." Thank you for writing your story and getting that out because it wasn't just that branch of the tree that that happened to. Uh, you know, the great grandmothers uh, trying to hide and cover up the things that had happened to them. So it, uh, it was like a generational curse mm-hmm. with incest. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that went on back then. Of course, it still happens today, too. Uh, thank God there's laws to protect the kids today and children are taught in school, no, you know, don't touch. Um, and go tell if something happens. Uh, but my right. grandmother, she just, uh, being an only child, um, with all the responsibilities that was bestowed upon her at a young age, uh, and her being angry, uh, and having some personality disorders too, mm-hmm. um, she just, she just wanted to survive. And I, and I think that she, deep down, because she had been in love with a couple of men that, um, would not marry her. She had the children out of wedlock. That she became very, very um, had a hatred for men. Mm-hmm. In general, right, that's, and if she, yeah. she can use them, abuse them, kill them, whatever you know, get what get what she can from them. And uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it almost became uh, something repet- so repetitive for her because um, I really feel that that's exactly what happened. She was so angry at the men who had taken advantage of her in her earlier life that she became so angry with them. And so any man who came along, she was very sweet and kind, and then she just sort of turned. And, of course, this all has to do, of course, with her personality as well, Rosetta. And, yes, and then she, she drank so much, and her mm-hmm. drinking didn't help. It made matters worse. I think she was looking for love. You know, we oh, all want, we all want to be loved. That's one of the things about being human is we all want to be loved. And I think that this just she, that was one of her things that she wanted to be loved, and she, these men did not love her. And I think just something snapped. I agree. I agree with you. I think that's exactly what happened, that something snapped. And it was almost because while I was doing the reading for you, uh, how I felt that she was sort of like in an altered state. And she really didn't even have any feelings about what she was doing to these men. Which was just amazing, and and that happens a lot, you know. When I'm doing uh, murder cases, and I pick up uh, on the perpetrator, and they sort of go into a, a, another place in their mind, and they, they don't know what they're doing. Yes, yes, and you know, I got really, really angry when I was doing the research on the FBI archive files that they sent to me because this one man that she was involved with for years and fathered uh, a couple of her children. Mm-hmm. Because he flat out lied in federal court. There was proof that he had taken her with him to different locations, out even out of state. And uh, he just flat out lied in federal court. Mm. Denied it. And that, that made me so mad that he did that to her. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine that that would make you extremely angry. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a short break, so do hold on if you're on the line, and we're going to be right back with Rosetta Maori. We have lots of questions to ask you and lots of people in the chat room who have more questions for you. So do hold on. This is Paul Trulov on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Are you spending more time than you want booking appointments for your business? Optimize.com can free you up from answering phones, booking appointments, and rescheduling. All these clerical duties can be automated for you with Optimize.com. Optimize.com seamlessly integrates with your website and manages all your appointment scheduling and rescheduling. You and your customers will receive reminders by email and text messages. Optimize.com supports your business needs, whether you have one-on-one appointments, classes, workshops, or seminars. Sign up with Optimize.com for our 30-day free trial. That's Octo. M-I-Z-E dot com. This is Dottie Laster, the host of Trafficked, an hour-long discussion about human trafficking in the United States. Join me as we meet guests from around the world and locally who are combating the fastest-growing crime in the world. Join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, this is John Banks with the Zeus Radio Network and Hear Women Talk. Come join me on Mondays from 2 to 3 p.m. 
with Bringing Man Out of the Cave. We're going to try to take an interesting look at the male-female dynamic as I try to give you answers as to why men do what they do. Come join me on Mondays. Hi, I'm psychic detective and medical intuitive Annette Martin. You may have seen me on television, radio, or YouTube, where some of my TV shows are playing. During the course of the past 40 years, I've done readings for people across the globe on every aspect of their lives, including their health. If you need help with your concerns, please go to Annette-Martin.com and set up an appointment. Look for the button in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage that says, Make an Appointment. That's Annette-Martin.com. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome back to Annette Martin's Psychic World. Our guest today is Rosetta Maori, author of Tragedy in Tin Can Holler. Our lines are open at 646-652-2071. You can give us a call and ask a question, or you can go into our chat room and ask our guests or myself a question. And Rosetta, we do have another big question from Lynn in the chat room, and she's saying... Any advice, Rosetta, to adoptive parents of abused kids? My daughter has been hospitalized two times in the 11 years we've had her, and the root of her problem is anger from the abuse she received for her first two and a half years. Yes, because I had... Uh, that's I, that's exactly what I started to say with a lot of abused children. The anger issue, being angry, and the lack of trust. Uh, when you take a child that's been abused, they they think that everything was their fault, that they caused the problem. Um, they need lots and lots of love, and it does depend on the age. You can do a lot more with a younger child than you can a teenager that's been abused because it's almost like they've got to get into some anger management classes. They need deep counseling to overcome this um, abuse. Um, but if you love that little child and you you have to be truthful if you promise the child something or we're going to do this or we're going to do that or whatever because they have a lack of trust for the adults that they've been around. They They don't believe anything they say because they've been lied to and they've been mistreated um, so always follow through with anything that you say to the child to gain that trust back and to help them overcome any kind of anger issues with a younger child the love issues unless there's some hereditary um, mental illness issues involved too you know um, but love I just feel that love can just do wonders for a child they don't need a whole lot of toys and all these uh, other things. They need love, especially when they've been abused. The need to the need to feel loved. That was one of the things that that I missed so much after my mother was murdered and being placed in foster homes with people that I know did not care anything about me or my siblings. With the abuse that we were inflicted with, 
um, they were getting their monthly check, and that's all they wanted. Uh, so you have to be. It. It. I have so much respect for the foster parents that take the children that truly, truly love these kids, and they're trying to make a difference in their lives because it's very, very difficult. Uh, it's like bringing a stranger into your home, and you just have to. It requires a lot of love and patience, lots of love and patience, trial and error. You know, because you're trying to figure out. Uh, what makes that little that little guy that little gal happy? What can you do to make that make her believe and trust you? The trust factor is very very important. Absolutely, and Lynn is saying in the chat room that she says Rosetta, you are so right about the trust factor, and I couldn't agree more. I, I think that that is probably uh, the most important thing is that the child does trust you, and that. Uh, you show how much you care about them, that you're really, really concerned about them. And I think every child needs that, whether they're in a foster home or they're just, they're with their biological parents. Uh, that's what helps the child grow into a very loving person themselves. That's absolutely right. And lots of hugs. Lots yes. of hugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lots that's of it. hugs. That can heal a lot of things, just a, just a big hug. Right. Lynn also asked a question, how long did it take you, Rosetta, to come to terms with your childhood? Oh. Well, I lived with it my entire life. There was things that happened to me and my sisters that um, I can't, it, it's hard to let it go. And uh, I've had to I've had to work on that because uh, the memories are still there, the pain is still there. Um, especially those who have read my story and and about all my siblings and the things that happened to them in their life that stemmed from the childhood, our childhood. Um, but I um, I've overcome it. My big thing was just holding it inside and releasing it. Now that now that I know the truth about why things happened, that that helped me to release a lot of the hurt and pain that I had and that mm-hmm. I had carried my entire life is once you understand what caused all of this. It was like what's wrong with our family? It was like like a family curse with all these things. And um I've been able to let a lot of the hurt go. You just have to let it go. And I tell people this all the time. You can't hang on to the past and expect to be happy in your future. You've got to let it go. How I mean, very true. Around, yeah, and I know, any, you know anybody that's ever had anything bad that happened to them, even if it was just a lost love that walked out of their life, you know, it's like the, the pain's going to always be there. But you just have to focus on other things. I've had to focus on other things. Don't think about it. Yeah, and don't you think writing the story, Rosetta, has really helped you? Oh, my God. It was therapy for me, yes. It was like a big, these bricks that had been on my shoulders were getting lighter each each time I learned a little bit more and I wrote a little bit more. Those bricks started disappearing. That's the only way I can describe it. Yes, it was absolute therapy for me. Yes, I, I would think so. And, and Lynn is also asking, uh, Rosetta, would you recommend your book to her daughter? 
or would it be better to read when she's a little older? How, what's the age of her daughter? Uh, she's not telling me uh, how old. She, uh, oh, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. 11, 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, I would wait until she's like 12. She's 16. Yeah, she's 16, she said. Oh, if she's 16, absolutely. Teenagers love my story. I have gotten emails from teenagers. I've spoken to uh, the youth at Job Corps Centers, and um, they said that they loved my book. It made them realize how lucky they were that things, the things that they used to get angry and upset about when they read my story m- made them get a whole new perspective on life. So, yes, yes, I encourage teenagers and young people to read my story and to I contact agree. me. I have, mm-hmm. you know, I have hundreds of, uh, of uh, young people that email me all the time, and they'll ask my advice on certain things. And um, I tell them, I'm not a counselor. You know, this is my opinion and my opinion only. But, uh, yes, thanking me for writing my story. If it can make a difference, and I believe it can because of all the emails and um, letters and phone calls that I get every day. But when I, I tell you, when I spoke to the youth, the young people at the Job Corps Centers, that experience will always have a special place in my heart. I could cry right now. These young people all came from uh, bad backgrounds with parents that were alcoholics or drug abusers. Uh, they had been neglected and abused, and it was this was like a last chance opportunity for them to make something out of their lives. And I touched them, and the camaraderie, the questions I asked, and the and the answers they gave me, and they all stood up and gave me a standing ovation and came off those bleachers to hug me. I knew Aww. I had touched them. I knew I had touched them, and that's what I wanted. And uh, yeah, that what that was a blessing. I love speaking to the young people. Oh yes, what what a wonderful experience for you, because it really validates who you yes, are as well yeah it yes, really it does, does. I, mean, you know, I tell them don't don't be angry about things that's happened to you don't hold on to that anger and hate you've got to let it go because there was a yeah. lot of those young people that you know uh, mad at the world absolutely mad at the world you can't succeed and move forward in your life and be happy because things that happened to you was not your fault it was not your fault you know, they have to realize it was not their fault. They didn't make their parents drink and take drugs or abuse them. Right. And, and you know, Rosetta, so many children do think it's their fault. And and that's the whole problem is that the children think that, oh, I've done something wrong. And so that's why mommy and daddy are behaving the way they do. Absolutely. Absolutely, Annette. They blame themselves. I'd be a better child if I had done this better or if I hadn't. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, let's change the subject a little bit because I'd like to know about Tin Can Holler and all the people who live there. Can can you kind of give us a brief description of, of what they were like? Uh, the people in Tin Can Holler, I mean, it was a dirt poor community. But everybody knew their neighbors. Everyone would help the others if they needed it. I remember me and my siblings going from house to house asking for something to eat or drink, and we were never turned away. Nobody stood in the doorway and said, go home. Everybody shared what they had with others. I mean, everybody 
almost had a pot of beans cooking every day. You could go anywhere and get a pot of beans, get a bowl of beans and some cornbread, you know, and it was just, uh, and the one family, the Genos that I spent a lot of time with as a child there, um, she made, uh, I don't know if any of the listeners have ever had chocolate gravy. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. I had forgotten about that until I went and I, I, uh, went to see Miss Geno. And, uh, she said, you, I couldn't, I couldn't get you to go home. Your mom would have to come and get you because all you wanted to do was hang out at my house and eat chocolate gravy. <laughs> so I had forgotten about that. And when I was in Tennessee doing my book tours and speaking engagements, my high school girlfriend, when I was telling her that, about that story, she said, you don't remember eating chocolate gravy. I said, I, for the life of me, it's been such a long time ago. I don't remember. And I, you know, she said, Mom will make you some chocolate gravy. So one morning for breakfast, she made me some chocolate gravy with biscuits. <laughs> okay, now you have to tell me, how do you make chocolate gravy? <laughs> Actually, it's just like uh, liquid cocoa and sugar and cream milk. That's uh-huh. what, instead of using bacon grease uh, and adding flour to it, it you use the cocoa. Yeah, so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a chocolate syrup. I like a chocolate syrup. Oh, sounds yummy. <laughs> it, it was good. But the people in the people in Tin Can Holler, you know, they they uh, uh, the houses were old. Some of them, um, uh, one room, two rooms. Um, some of the houses had dirt floors. Uh, but it was a, it was a community that, because it was the poor side of town on the other side of the railroad tracks, you know, it had the stigma of being a bad place. And I had people that I interviewed when I was up there researching said that, oh, said, uh, oh, every Friday and Saturday night, said certain groups of people from the other part of town said they all they they would go down into Ten Ken Hall just to see what was going on because they would be one group that was having a prayer meeting singing and having a good time then there might be a fight with some some guys over on another side of, t- of the of Ten Ken Hall so there's always something going on in Ten Ken Hall <laughs> <laughs> well Rosetta we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to have more questions for you so do okay. hold on if you're on the line Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, I'm Annette Martin, hostess of Annette Martin's Psychic World. Now, you may have seen me on television or heard me on the radio as a psychic detective, medical intuitive, and ghost detective. To have a private reading with me, all you have to do is go to Annette dash martin.com look for the button in the upper left hand corner of the home page that says make an appointment annette dash martin.com hi this is gina tremarco with the martini meeting listen to the martini meeting with eileen soizan and myself every thursday at 2 30 p.m on zeus radio for hearwomentalk.com Hello race fans, this is Jeff Gilder, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravelle Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa. 
featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravel Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravel.com. 800-507-9145. Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no, no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation. Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome back to Annette Martin's Psychic World. We've been talking to our guest, author Rosetta Maori, and our lines are open at 646-652-2071, where you can call in and ask us a question of our guest or myself, or you can ask a question in our chat room. And we've been having a lot of questions, Rosetta, from the chat room, but I have a question for you. I want to know... how do your siblings and other family members feel about you exploiting the family secrets? They're glad that I did because I was able to answer through my research and everything that I discovered about my family, things that they had wondered about too. Uh, so they're all very, very proud of me. Uh, my older sister, I've got two uh, sisters that uh, are still alive. Uh, both of them are older than me, and uh, they're proud of what I've done. They um, they know that I'm helping people when I when I with my speaking engagements and um, getting out and meeting people. They said they because they're they're shy and they and I told them and I tell everybody else if someone had told me ten years ago that I'd be doing what I'm doing today, I'd have fainted dead on the floor. <laughs> because it's like I, I I had this fear of public speaking. I was always quiet and shy, but this. This changed my life in ways that I can't even explain. Because in order for me to share my story and help people, I can't do it in my living room. That's <laughs> you know, right. And, and the first time I spoke to thousands of people at Lake Genaluska in front of the Holston Conference, and I was encouraged by the man that was my, the counselor at the Holston Home for Children when I was a, uh, a, a child. He still works for him, 70-something years old. He was the one who encouraged me because I kept saying, I can't do this, I can't do it, I'm on a faint. Well, let me tell you, he said, no, we prayed before I went on stage. And I locked my knees together when they called me up to uh, speak. In fact, that speech is actually on YouTube, uh, the first speech I ever did, public speaking. And people, you can tell that I was very, very nervous. But my my family, I have not gotten anything negative from my family whatsoever. They're happy I did this. It, it's helped them and myself to move to move on and to be able to uh, be aware of things that might resurface. God forbid that it ever does. But um, 
Yes, I'm. Um, I love my family members, even those I, that I haven't even met in person yet. Right, right. Well, you, you know, it's like you unlock the door for everybody. So that they understand what is happening and what went on, and they're not blaming themselves for things that are happening in their life right now. And I think that's exactly. so important. Yeah, so important. Well, right. Rosetta, I know that you're involved with many charity and fundraisers, and what types of groups are these? Um, mostly domestic violence shelters uh, and um, centers where they. They help abused children. Um, I am going back Wonderful. to New Mexico in October because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So I'm going back to New Mexico uh, for um, a speaking engagement and to show my documentary at the Rio Grande Theater out there to help their domestic violence shelter. You see, years ago, when, when my mother was being abused, there was no place for her to go. And, you know, thinking back, it's like, that's such a shame. Women were abused and treated horribly. And uh, some men were, too. I don't want to leave the men out. Um, but there was no place for them to go, and especially if your family wouldn't help you. And I tell people, never turn your back on your family members. If you know Cousin Betty's been abused, instead of gossiping about her, the family needs to help her and and, and have it to where you can, if you can't take her in, find a family member that can or find the facility that's available for her and her children to go to. That's the thing that was just like, that broke my heart when I realized they didn't have domestic violence shelters back then. No, they didn't. For, no. For any victims of abuse to go to. My mama had nowhere to go and her family did not like my dad, did not want her to marry him and they stated, you made your bed, you lie in it. And I know that they regretted that after he murdered her. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. In fact, her her only living sibling, a brother, when I went and met and talked with him and his wife, who gave me a lot of information for my book, um, it was so upsetting for him because he, you know, crying, said, I look so much like my mother that uh, his wife asked me not to come back no more, said, because he was in his 80s. Um, and I guess he just was having flashbacks about my mom, his mm -hmm. sister, and uh, it just disturbed him so bad. His wife said, please don't come back. said, I've never seen him this way, and it's because I look so much like my mother. Right. Well, how much time did your father spend in prison for murdering your mother? For murdering my mother, it was only two years. He had prior convictions that, when, that he was out on parole for when he murdered my mother, and that was an automatic violation of his parole, so they put him back in prison. He had to serve out the 10-year sentence for burglary, grand larceny, and then when it was time to start the sentence of 2 to 10 years for murdering my mother, two years later they released him. Oh, boy. He was in prison for, for 10, 11 years, but for actually murdering my mother, it was two years or less. Gosh, You know, wow. I just, I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, I can honestly say that I don't hate my dad anymore. You know, when I did all my research and found out how he had been abused, I don't condone what he did. Never will I condone what he did. But he was abused. That's why I'm saying in my book, the cycle of abuse continues and continues until somebody says, no more domestic violence in this family. This has got to stop. 
Right, right. Well, hopefully. Children uh, see and children learn. Yeah. When with your book, Rosetta, I, I hope that it has stopped in your family. You know, do you have anything coming up that you want to share with us, that, with the book or with a TV show? Or uh, Well, I, um, I'm i going to be in New Mexico, in Las Cruces, New Mexico, October the 13th at the Rio Grande Theater. If there's any listeners that's in the New Mexico area, um, I uh, am open to any invitations for Blog Talk Radio, anywhere that I can speak. Um, people can contact me through my email on Facebook uh, and on my website, www.tragedyintimcanholler.com. Um, I can go anywhere. I can speak to any groups. I've spoke to Rotary Club members, local civic organizations, anywhere that uh, people want to hear my story, that I can share what I know about domestic violence and how it destroys families in the communities. And, and I also have noticed lately, too, Annette, that I've got this tracker on my website, and apparently because of the economy, more uh, domestic violence is occurring. I'm yes. getting lots and lots of visitors that's putting in the Google search the uh, hotline numbers for domestic violence, which brings them to my website because I've got every state uh, hotline number for domestic violence where they can get help. They can call and get help. And oh, that's, that's wonderful. More. So mm-hmm. it, uh, it's scary scary to know that the economy now is creating more and more domestic violence in the home. Yes, and um, your documentary, is that on YouTube where folks can go and watch that as well? There is, it's a, there's a clip of, of, of my uh, documentary on YouTube, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And see, that's mm-hmm. another thing. When I'm invited to speak to an organization, I will bring my documentary, and uh, it's an hour long, and, and I also show that. Excellent. That's great. Uh, I, I think that's wonderful. I, uh, because, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> yes, it absolutely. Really and, and there was other people that was interviewed. Uh, the ladies, I have to say, the ladies at the Historical Museum, and I have to plug museums, these historical museums, because they are full of family records, newspaper articles. You know, if you're doing genealogy and you want to find out about any family members, please check with your local historical museums or the town where you were raised, if you're tracing back, trying to find information on your um, ancestors. Because these ladies, they went beyond the call of duty to help me. They were so enticed with my story. When they found one thing, then they started finding something else. And it's like they just kept digging and digging and digging. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so. You know, if folks want to contact you, do you have an email address that they can email you? Yes, I do. And it's on my it's on my website. It's um, small caps, R-O-S-I-E, because all my life I've gone by Rosie, uh, not Rosetta. But it's R-O-S-I-E underscore Girl, G I R L underscore, and the number 1010 at com. And I am happy to hear from my readers, uh, anyone that wants to send me emails, and I answer all my emails. Excellent. Well, Rosetta, I want to congratulate you on your courage and tenacity in searching for the truth about your heritage. I know that you have helped shed some light on so many people who have only experienced a little of what you've gone through in your life. Please, Rosetta, never stop your work. 
as you are truly a spokesperson in spreading your message of the dangers of domestic violence and the horrible aftermath of what happens to the children. Absolutely. Thank you again. You're Thank very, very you, Rosetta. Welcome, and I'm going to keep up the hard work. That's Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're very, very welcome. Bye-bye. I'm Annette Martin, psychic detective and medical intuitive, and you might enjoy reading my biography, Gift of the White Light by James N. Fry, which is a bestseller on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Well, next week, my guest will be Dr. Margaret Cochran, psychotherapist, where we'll be doing psychology. So do call us. It's going to be lots of fun. Until next week, this has been Annette Martin's Psychic World, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. May the white light be with you. 